Hello, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Mystic Robert here today, and we are live with another episode of the Station Square Podcast. So, we're going to be trying something a little bit unique and new here. Um, not really, but I've done this sort of thing before, but um, since this is actually the first time that these guys, or these wonderful ladies, have been on another podcast because they do a podcast on their own um you guys could totally check that out and they could just you know um what their podcast mainly pertains to and what they do and yeah all of that good stuff so um i have three special guests here on today's on this fine day so yeah would you um ladies like to introduce yourselves from top to bottom let's get this started I'm at the top, so I think on my screen, so I'll start. Um, hello, everybody. I am Caroline. Uh, we're all here from Ultra Hope Girls, the Rompa podcast. That pertains to all three of us. Um, but I am a voiceover actor and writer and producer, so that's what I do. Um, yeah. Hello. Um, I'm Maddie. I am also part of the Ultra Hope Girls podcast. Um, I'm currently a college student. I'm studying biology and psychology, and yeah. And I'm Marin. I'm the third member of Ultra Hope Girls, a Danganronpa podcast. And yeah, we are a podcast that takes Danganronpa chapter by chapter and case by case, and we dive deep into the characters, the hidden meanings, hidden messages, and more, all in an effort to learn more about a game that we all love. Right on, right on. Yeah, it seems like a pretty cool podcast that you wonderful ladies are doing. Um, I keep saying wonderful ladies a lot. Wow, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just, look at me giving compliments and just, you know, being a total butt kisser. But anyways, um, yeah, it's, one, it's nice to have you, all of three of you on this show, and glad that we can make this work out somehow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, thank you for coming. Thank, thank you for, for having us. us. Thanks for having us. Of course. So, um, yeah, since you three gave your introductions, um, let's um, get this party started, shall we? Absolutely. Shall let's we? do it. Okay, so my first question that I usually ask, you know, on these interviews is, um, so back in the day, when did you go on? Yeah, so, um, but typically the question is, so... Let's go back to your earliest childhoods for all, for each of you. So, growing up, when did you first start getting interested with what you're doing right now? Whether it's uh, acting, voiceover, um, other pursuits like biology and all of that stuff. So, where, how did each of your cre creative roots first stem from your earliest memories from when you were wee little children? Wow, that is a good question. Um, sh should we always just go in this order, I guess? <laughs> that works. Um, you can mix it up, yeah. or, yeah. I mean, just to make this easier, you could always just go in the order, or if you like to mix it up, it, 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 I'm it's fine. I'm, I'm just usually cool. It's whatever. We're, we're vibing. Either or. Yeah, we, we vibing. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> first question, and now we're going to go with the first answers. Okay, well, for me, I mean, I grew up always in my own head playing imagination and writing stories since I was like four or five years old. Um, and so I took the route of doing a lot of theater growing up um, throughout high school and all of that jazz. Um, 
And I knew that I loved performing and I loved acting very much just because I love learning about people who are different from me and kind of getting in their skin. And I've always loved that. And I've always had a really big imagination for that kind of thing. Um, but I learned my sophomore year of college, I was in a play called um, Psycho Beach Party. I forgot the name. It was called Psycho Beach Party. And I played a character that had like multiple personalities. And I had to do a bunch of different voices. And I was able to play like a male model. And like, you know, um, like a radio talk show host. And there were like a bunch of different little personalities, personalities that had different voices. And that was kind of the beginning of like, oh, I kind of think voiceover might be my calling. Um, so that's as on the acting side of things. That's how that went. Um, Dong and Rompa wise, we all kind of have different origin story stories, which is fun. Um, but for Dong and Rompa, I watched the anime when I was 15. A girl in my English class came in, arms flailing, like, oh my gosh, Caroline, you need to check out this awesome anime. It's so good. I'm addicted to it. It's called Dong and Rompa. And so I watched it, and that was the beginning of like my love of cartoons and anime because I really wasn't allowed to watch them growing up. So the voiceover and the cartoons kind of came into my life at the same time-ish, and that sprouted into what I'm doing today. So, yeah. Yeah, nice. so my, um, my answer is, like, it's a little more all over the place because I, you know, I'm not, like, um, you know, Caroline's doing the voice acting and all that stuff. She's very, very involved in all that, which is very relevant to our podcast, and she helps bring in a lot of, like, that expertise there. Um, I my personal life interests are not as aligned with the podcast just in general in terms of like my career that I'm aspiring to or whatever um but I guess I can I can talk about myself a little bit so um yeah I'm a double major in psychology and biology right now in college I'm uh trying to I'm hoping to go to med school someday eventually when I was really little my dream job was for years I wanted to be a veterinarian and so um yeah, I kind of came full circle in a in in a way, sort of, because I'm still like interested in medicine, but now I'm like more interested in the humans than the animals, I suppose. But um, I will say one of a fun fact about me: one of the first video games I ever played as a small child was a like vet simulator video game, and so that um, got yeah that that could have been one of the things that got me into video games in the in the first place and so um yeah and then as far as my Danganronpa origin story Caroline actually got me into Danganronpa like a year and a half ago and so I have not been in the fandom for that long in the grand scheme of things but um I mean Danganronpa got me through the pandemic like the worst of that when it was first happening and like Danganronpa brought the three of us together even though like Caroline Marin and I are we're friends we've been best friends since middle school but you know starting this podcast has allowed us three to be really connected again and it's just been really cool so yeah all right and then for me i kind of have a similar story to maddie in that my major is not really video game focused at all um so i am a, <laughs> a nursing major um i was also very like I flip-flopped between what I wanted to be when I grew up a lot when I was younger. Um, I wanted to be a marine biologist first, as I feel like a lot of children do, uh, and then an astronaut, and then an English teacher. And then finally I settled on nursing because, you know, I wanted to help people, but I wanted 
there to be something new each day at work, something exciting. Um, and I definitely feel like nursing fit that. So that's how I picked that career field. Um, and then in terms of video games, I grew up watching my brother play video games, playing along with him. Lots of Rock Band, Skyrim, that kind of game series. Uh, and then, yeah, we all kind of joined up and and made this podcast together. For Dong and Rompa, my story there, uh, I watched an old friend play it, uh, a couple chapters of that back in, I believe, the first few years of college. I forgot about it for a little bit. And then Maddie texted me and said, Marin, like, have you played this game? You need to go play this game. And I said, all right, I'll sit down and play it. And the rest is history. Okay, nice. Yeah, those are really interesting little backstories. At least it's not like, you know, the typical tragic backstory that you see in any anime that you <laughs> like a shonen anime but i digress so yeah um if you could describe your childhood um what how could you really describe them if you could say them in one word or if you could just i don't know say a sentence how would you describe your childhoods if we're go we're still gonna go you know back to your humble little beginnings so to speak hmm let me think for a second Honestly, the word I would say would, would be magical. Like, in my mind, anything could happen, and I didn't hold myself back, so it was like magic. I love that for you, Caroline. That's so cute. <laughs> um, Thank you. <laughs> I think I would use the word, this is an, an adjective, but uh, I think I'd use the word curiosity to describe my childhood, or I guess curious could be the, the adjective form of that. But um, yeah, I, you know, obviously I'm a, I'm a science nerd now. I've always been a science nerd. And, like, I would always get really excited when I was little. And the Christmas present I'd get under the tree would be, like, a microscope or a telescope or something. Um, I, I, was, I was a huge nerd. I would read so many, like, nonfiction books about, like, dinosaurs and, like, snakes and just all that kind of thing. So that, that was me. I, I was a very curious kid. I just liked to explore and learn a lot of things. I would say for me, maybe adventurous. It always felt like something new was happening, which definitely I feel like affected my career path in wanting that adventure to continue. Be cool. Solid answers. So, okay, next question. So how did you come up with your usernames or online aliases? Um, well, mine, <laughs> well, my name, mine is just my name, Caroline Orwella, but my at is Caroline or Gels. Uh, I don't really know. I was like in middle school but when I made all my accounts and that is just what I came up with. I think it used to be Caroline or Jelly because everyone mispronounces my name because it's, it's Orwella or Orejuela. Um, and there is a J in it. And so they always pronounce the J. So I guess I kind of did that. Um. Should we also talk about, like, how we come up with our podcast name, too? Yeah, for sure. Um, so for Ultra Hope Girls, it's a play on the spinoff game of the Danganronpa series called Ultra Despair Girls. But we were like, well, we're all girls, and but we're hopeful, so we'll, <laughs> you know, like, we'll be Ultra Hope Girls. I think that's kind of how it was born, and that was, like, one of the first ideas we had, and we just stuck with it. Yeah, for sure. Um... 
And so as far as my online name goes, similarly to Caroline, I just use my normal, like my regular name, Maddie, in a lot of places. But um, I also have like my username for a lot of things is Marlo Sarlo because um, so I, I do have kind of a funny story behind this. Um, I, I had a high school teacher who at one point like it was it was a very weird class like I don't think this teacher liked me very much but that's beside the point um but this teacher one time like returned a project or a paper or something to me with like a rubric on it that had my name written on it and I looked and I kind of did a double take because I didn't realize at first that it wasn't spelled correctly but then I looked back and it just said Marlo Sarlo um and that's how that's how Marlo Sarlo was born and so since then like all of my friends call me Marlo, like, all the time. I forgot about that. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, kind of similar to Maddie's. My All of my usernames that I create are from mispronunciations of my name. Because um, my name is spelled M-E-R-Y-N, which is a pretty, like, you know, funky way to spell Marin. And so I get a lot of, like... Like Mern or Marlin, Merlin, Melon is my current username on here. Um, <laughs> but that's that's my inspiration source. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. So yeah. Um yeah, pretty neat little stories of how, you know, you came up with your little usernames and all that stuff. So um yeah, I guess my next question would be, so, um, yeah, actually, let's talk about how all three of you first met. So what's your story? So what is, what are your little origin stories of how all three of you, um, you know, encountered one another and just pretty much crossed paths? Uh, what's the story of how all three of you first met? Um, well, I met Maddie and Marin at the same time, so I think it's appropriate I'm going first on this one. Um, the three of us were in us our seventh grade drama class together uh, in middle school, and Maddie sat like backward diagonal to me. I remember, and then Marin was like across the room. But I thought that the two of them were so funny. And so there's a secret fourth friend in our group, I guess, who isn't on the podcast, but he knew Marin, and that kind of made the whole connection happen. And then Marin's invited me to like an ornament exchange party that christmas and that like sealed the the friendship of of all of us um and really it's been that way since we were in middle school like we met then and we've been as close since so yeah that's how i met both of them it's true um yeah marin and i actually met in fifth grade if you can believe it so it's been Many, many years. And Marin, if you'd like to talk more about that, I don't wanna I don't wanna totally hog the show here. No, you're totally good. Ma Marin could do like <laughs> first impressions of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh they were lovely. Absolutely wonderful Aww. beings. Uh yeah. But I mean they said it. They said it all. Met Caroline in seventh grade, met Maddie in fifth, and we've uh we're just such a, a fun little little group, little gang. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> it just seemed like fate has brought all three of you together. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? It's true. Yeah, for sure. Star-crossed friends. <laughs> ah, hey, true. I see what you did there. 
Right, so, um, and the garbage truck is in behind. <laughs> outside. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, that's fine. You always need. Oh, it's about the same as, you know, lawnmowers, but yeah. Anyways, um, without, um, you know, derailing our little interview, um, uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. So, how would you describe your first experiences upon entering the magical world of the internet? Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm trying to think. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, I, my parents were pretty strict about our online time when I was younger. And so I wasn't one of those kids that had like a Facebook when I was nine. Like, I, I had it when I was 13, which I think is the youngest you can technically have Facebook. Um, without lying about your age, but um, I, because of that, I kind of scoured the internet for, like, a place where I could be social online, and a place that I found that I don't think it exists anymore, but it was a kid's social media site called Your Sphere, um, and I joined that, and I actually, that was my first writing job was for that website. I was a um, contributing writer, and I would write stories and articles for that website, um, I think I did it for like two or three years, but I remember I did a review on the movie Tangled when it came out. That's how long ago that was. Um, but yeah, so that was like my first introduction to the internet, that, and then um, I would say Tumblr. Young Caroline was really into the Disney fandom <laughs> on Tumblr for a couple <laughs> of years there. Um, but yeah, and I, I, I did that. I would do uh, like written role plays because i love writing i i like creative writing and so i would do like written role plays as various characters i still st sometimes do that now but i don't have as much time as i used to but yeah that was kind of my first introduction it was very wholesome for the most part because i was part of fandoms that were very like loving and just accepting um like disney is so wholesome um and then your sphere was a good introduction because they were really strict to make sure that it was all children on there it was all minors um, and I was a minor, obviously, so it was a generally really positive experience, I would say. Um, and I found work through the internet since I was like 11 or 12 years old, so that's kind of cool. But yeah, so that that's mine. That is really cool. I actually did not know that the Your Sphere thing existed. That's very cool. Yeah, man. Um, I also would describe my initial online experiences um, as pretty wholesome when I was little. I think my very first introduction to the internet was probably Facebook. My parents let me get a Facebook pretty young. Um, unlike Caroline's experience, I had pretty lenient parents as far as internet usage and whatnot. Um, and so I got a Facebook pretty young. And part of that was because I think my parents like wanted me to get a Facebook because my family is so large that it is hard to like keep track of everybody and they wanted like a way they wanted everyone to get on Facebook to like keep track of everyone because my mom fun fact is the youngest of 12 siblings and so just huge family I have like 40 something cousins total um and some of which I have not met and like it, yeah so Facebook is just kind of a way for everyone to keep track of everyone um and yeah, my, my first experiences were pretty wholesome. I definitely got, like, really addicted to online games um, as a kid. Like, I remember there was this little, like, I don't remember what it was called, but there was this little, like, pet simulator game that was in Facebook that I used to play. And then beyond that, I started playing, like, Club Penguin and, like, Webkins and all that stuff. Club and that, Penguin. Oh, my God. that I, I would spend hours and hours playing those things. Um, 
yeah and nowadays you know i i go on steam and i play games on there you know club penguin and webkins unfortunately i you know i do not play anymore <laughs> um <clears throat> excuse me sorry clearing my throat um but yeah i i've always been very into the world of internet gaming um and i've always been a huge fan of like going on youtube and watching silly youtube videos like cat videos and puppy videos and um let's plays of various games and so that's that was kind of my experience I will third the idea that my internet experience, first internet experience, was wholesome. Internet, to me, and I, I don't know if Caroline, you and Maddie would agree with this, but I feel like it was something that just kind of gradually grew into our lives until yeah. one day I kind of just was like, oh my goodness, like, we are constantly on the internet. You know, like, I yeah. think our generation, it was very much one of the first to have it become really ingrained in our day-to-day -day lives. And so right. I think yeah. so too. So I didn't really notice that it was growing. Um and because of that I would say it's pretty wholesome. Um I think my first internet gaming experiences were definitely like Webkins, Pop Tropica. Do you oh, remember Tropica. that? Oh yeah. I loved oh, Pop Tropica. So good. Um but yeah that that was pretty much my first experiences with the internet and then obviously doing things for school like projects and and things like that at least um i will say this um your first experiences over the internet was wholesome and positive um yeah because i know that like you like you said um it's both because most of us weren't even allowed to be up on the um you know online on like social media because i think back then um we didn't have facebook or twitter or um um skype was around we didn't even have discord or instagram or all these other websites that are you know dominating the social media um hemisphere so to speak so um we didn't have all of those things we didn't have this stuff when we were kids uh, because back in the day we used to talk through these tin cans and we had these MSNs and AOLs or MySpaces. And yeah, and, man, you're making me feel old with like Club Penguin and yeah, um, what's that other one? Um, Toontown and yeah, all of these other um, areas and outlets that, you know, they're social, um, platforms that people would do before you know they met up IRL and yeah those were those are back in the days <laughs> hey um if any of you late 90s 2000s kids are out there hit me up so yeah represent so okay next question so I think this is a question for Carolyn so how would you how would you say that acting in theater or uh up on the stage is different from when you're performing in front of the microphone so what do you personally believe, so what's more fun and what's more, I guess, um, tricky or difficult? Yeah, what, do you, what would you say is more fun and more challenging from your perspective? Um, so the core of what, as far, so I'll just speak for voiceover. Podcasting is a totally different ballgame because I'm just being myself. I'm not playing a character. Um, yeah, but podcasting like, as well, yeah. Right, right. Uh, podcasting is fun because I do get to be myself and like I don't have to, you know, and I, and I love doing that. Um, as far as theater and voiceover go, I 
they are at the core the same. It's both acting and my acting process is the same, whether it's a voiceover or for film or for theater. Um, I would say I um, usually approach acting from the inside out, which means um, basically like building the character in my head and like finding out what makes them tick and then moving to the external factors. Um, and I find that uh, outward acting, so like, you know, in theater, things are supposed to be really, really big because you're playing for a house of, you know, a thousand people or whatever. Um, and I find that I also still play really, really big in voice in the voiceover booth. Uh, it's just like on a little bit of a smaller scale so I don't like make noise that the microphone can pick up. Um, but I find that that helps me with voiceover. So besides like the technical like audio editing skills and like ADR skills and all of that stuff that comes with voiceover, they're really similar in my mind, honestly. Like, and I don't know if I could pick a favorite. I mean, I think voice, I really think voiceover I do love because I can play characters that don't necessarily look like me. Like, I could play a young anime boy or I could play like an elderly woman, you know, in anime. But with um, theater, I really am limited to the roles that I could like play, like that I look like. Um, so, and that's fine. Like, I'm I'm cool with that too. But um, it does, you know, it's exciting, you know, in cartoons to be able to like play like an like I could play like a dog. Like, I just I love that. Um, but I do love theater too because there is nothing like that live performance of just like seeing the audience there that is always really fun and feeding off their energy but also like the the way that theater is it's such a moment in time like some shows are up for years and years on broadway but a lot of the time a lot of regional productions you know they're only up for maybe a month maybe two months and then if you missed seeing that experience and that magic of theater then it's over. It's finite. And I kind of love that. Like, that's part of the magic of theater is that it does end. Um, so I love them both for different reasons. I know that that's such a cheap and like cop out answer, but I I need both. I got to have both of those things because I do I do love it so much. Um, but yeah, I will say I like auditioning for voiceover more. Theater auditions make me nervous. <laughs> but yeah. I just, that is such a huge mood. Because <laughs> uh, um, I, mm, not to talk about my, myself, I don't really do this often, but I remember that, um, you know, back in, I think it was like the fifth or sixth grade and then getting up to be on the stage. Now, usually I don't get stage fright. Um, I didn't have stage fright because I didn't know it really existed when I was, you know, younger. But, um, and even then, I just mainly got up by the stage to, you know, give speeches or like spelling bees or you know um improv something out so um for acting um i can't imagine how auditioning for um if you're going if you're going to be in like this big budget all-out production like say i don't know um what is a popular one actually we'll talk about our favorite musicals you know later on because i don't want to you know because i do want to get to these next few questions here so um yeah, um, going back to school with your academic studies, um, I know this is a question catered more towards, um, I guess all three of you, but more specifically, um, Marin and Maddie, um, so how would you say that your academic pursuits in biology and psychology and anything else that you're studying for, how would you, 
So how would you say that um, what really makes it seem, you know, invigorating and what makes it fulfilling um, and how has that helped you? I know you mentioned how it helped you, you know, um, later on down your life or with your creative pursuits, but um, with your academic studies, um, what would you say are some of your favorite or just classes and just your best um, experiences when you were in school and learning about all of this um, keen stuff that, um, you know, you weren't expecting and, you know, I'd apply to your knowledge and you, you know, use it to apply for your own little um, projects and work and such. So, yeah, um, best parts of learning about these academic, per going on these academic pursuits with what you're studying currently? Um, Such a good I'm, question. I, I <laughs> did also go to college, so I could speak to this too, if that's okay. I went I to college. To, I, I did actually go to college. Um, no, I, I, but so I can answer this too, if that's cool, or I don't have to. I was just checking in. Go for it, that. Caroline. Okay, cool. Um, college was wild. I think it teaches you to be able to manage your time really well and that has helped me a lot and my favorite classes that I took were honestly like I learned that I really loved to dance I was a musical theater major and I hadn't done really any dance before college but I learned that I really love to dance and it's just a fun way to move my body I'm not like great at dancing but I love doing it for a hobby so that that is that uh but yeah I would say the time management part of things and it helped has helped me the most with my professional pursuits yeah um, ooh, I don't, I don't even know where to begin with this question. So I am, I'm going into my fifth year senior year at college, technically this fall. Um, and the reason I am kind of, I'm going to be graduating late and taking a fifth year is because partially because I transferred schools after my freshman year and lost some credits, but partially because I decided to pursue the double major thing a little bit late in the game. So I originally was psychology, and then I actually took, for my psychology major, I actually took a class in behavioral neuroscience, and it was just amazing. Like, I just, that was my absolute favorite class I have taken, and it just was so cool. And I really loved the way that it integrated the science and, like, the biology behind the brain and psychology and, like, the humanities of, like, how people act and what people, you know, feel and think and what makes a person. And, and I just loved that. And I think that um, that class really rekindled my interest in science because I was just a psych major at that point. And psychology is a science, but it's not, you know, it's not like um, you don't learn about cells and like DNA and it's, it's not so much that. And so I decided to take a, you know, do, take a double major in biology because I realized I was like, I love biology. I miss biology. Um, I want to keep doing this. And so taking a few more classes and whatnot, I realized I was, you know, very into medicine and interested in that. And so that's kind of how that's panned out for me. But um, obviously learning a lot through my classes has been huge. Like, I, I just love to learn personally. But one of the most valuable experiences I'm actually having right now is that I'm currently working in a research laboratory and um, I'm learning how to do all these like procedures and these hands-on things, um, working directly with cells and specimens and whatnot that I have not yet been able to do just through like my classes and lectures. And so that's teaching me a lot of like really cool hand hands-on skills that I didn't have before. And so, yeah. 
All right. And then for me, for nursing, our classes were divided into two types of classes, didactic classes, which are what you think of when you think of like a in-classroom, someone's lecturing you type of class and clinical classes where you go to hospitals or um, long-term care centers, things like that, and you actually take care of people with a preceptor. Uh, and so I think that a lot of my favorite classes were my clinicals because it was getting that hands-on experience and really that, um, I, I mean, nursing to me personally is a joy to experience. Like there are a lot of hardships, but it's a very rewarding profession. And so getting to actually be in the field and, you know, get to take care of people is a really cool thing to be able to do in a class. So I would say a lot of my clinicals were my favorite. Outside of that, I took a couple extra um, elective courses in fiction writing, criminalistics, uh, forensic nursing, and those three were probably my favorite um, outside of the core curriculum. And yeah, I think that kind of like what Maddie and, and Caroline both said, our, I think our educations have kind of surprised maybe not surprised us but with how often they come up in our in our lives and in our podcast specifically like all three of ourselves we call ourselves like the ultimate nurse the ultimate psychologist the ultimate literary girl and we all bring a new angle to looking at video games through our respective degrees and how we're viewing the world and that extra knowledge that we have within our fields which i think is really cool and not always something that you see when you look at video games. I'm actually learning a lot just by learning some stuff myself. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you never stop learning. It's just be honest here. Every day we're always learning new things, correct? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how would you describe school in general? Um, and what were some of the best, um, I guess, life advice or lessons or, I guess, memories that you've had with it? And yeah, I guess what you really got the most out of school in general, like positively, because we don't want to dwell on the negative stuff. That's not what this podcast is for. So yeah, <laughs> um, if you guys like to quickly describe school and, you know, positive life lessons or the best memories and yeah tips that you probably like to share with the audience out there yeah um may. of course yeah i i i may <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing i said i may um <laughs> i would say for anyone wanting to do um the arts in college um you know i'll just speak for musical theater actually because that's all i can speak to because that was my major but um it can be really, really stressful when you, you know, are in these group chats of other people auditioning for musical theater college and, you know, hearing about people's various acceptances and not getting accepted places. And I think the best auditions I had were the ones where I was completely in 100 percent representing myself and i know that that's like literally the cheesiest thing and you've probably heard it a thousand times but i'm gonna be the a thousand then one person to tell you that if you're auditioning for musical theater don't pick rep that your voice teacher gave you that you know you think like oh well they'll want to hear this because really what you're auditioning for with college is they want to see you and they want to see who you are uniquely as a performer because you know if you think of like 
musical theater, for example, like the big stars that make it big, like Kristen Chenoweth or like Sutton Foster, they're people who are unique. There is no not anyone else like them. Like it's so that's, you know, something to think about and get off of those musical theater audition forums. You don't need to be checking off on that all the time. Um, but yeah, so, you know, keep your options open. And then school in general, I really enjoyed school. I loved getting the opportunity to do experimental performances and meeting new people and stretching myself in art forms that maybe I might not personally pursue it professionally, but they were, you know, great to learn. And I might use a skill I ha- I gain from that um, in the future. Um, and I would say just explore a bunch of different things because I'm I learned I don't know if theater is my lot in life. I think voiceover and writing is more where I like to hang and college is for that. Usually when you major from college, like you don't always do what you majored in, you know, it's whatever, wherever life takes you. So yeah, that's, that's all that. I will second that idea and say, yeah, absolutely. It It is not always you often, I think most people who go into college do not come out of it on the same exact path that they expected to when they went in. Um, I think that's actually pretty rare. And so for me, you know, I went in, you know, as a psychology major thinking, oh, maybe I'll be a clinical psychologist, maybe I'll be a researcher, the college professor or something. And now I'm doing biology as well. And, and you know, I want to be a doctor. And so that is, that changed for me, obviously. And part of the reason that that changed, I think, for me is because it took me a while to actually feel comfortable challenging myself fully, because I will say, in my opinion, in my experience, my biology coursework has been much more challenging than my psychology coursework. Um, And so part of the reason I was, I, I put off like maybe, you know, doing the biology double major was because I'd have to take organic chemistry, I'd have to take biochemistry, I'd have to take physics and calculus and like, you know, some of these really hard things that everyone says, oh my god, like, don't take those, it's going to tank your GPA, you know, I, I kind of was scared away from it. But um, when I finally just said, you know, screw it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to take organic chemistry, um, and it went just fine. Um, I was really proud of myself. And I realized that there's not a lot to be gained from just being afraid to take risks um, and put yourself out there a little bit. And so I think that's a huge takeaway for me that I I learned from school. I also really enjoyed school. Um, I did go in as a nursing major and came out as a nursing major, but I absolutely agree with Caroline and Maddie that you don't have to do that. And in fact, if you don't love what you're doing, then I wouldn't recommend continuing, you know, like figure out something that you're passionate about that you thrive in um, or challenge yourself, you know, and, and whatever, whatever floats your boat. I would definitely agree with that in terms of specifically nursing school. uh, If there is anyone listening who is in nursing school right now, um, I hear you. I'm here for you. It is a very, very hard four years, and you should feel very proud about what you're doing and, you know, the field of service that you're going into. Um, yeah, I would just recommend make sure you're taking care of yourself as well as taking care of others. Uh, take a little time for some self-care and try and remember the good when you're on your 12-hour shift and it's four in the morning and you wish you were asleep. 
Um, and and that that's what got me through. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, I'm not sure hmm, if you could describe how nursing, how the whole like job is like, because um, yeah, especially during these times. Um, yeah, you could just quickly describe your experience, because I just really do want to move on to, you know, some more fun, exciting stuff coming up. Sure. Yeah, I can definitely summarize it. Uh, with COVID, it has been hard. Um, it's been kind of inspirational because I've gotten to see a lot of frontline workers, people who are, you know, sacrificing their time and their effort during this time. Um, it has definitely affected the way that healthcare occurs and that, you know, all of us are wearing masks and things like that, getting COVID tested. There are certain rules. Um but in a way, it it's not it's not all negative. It's been a lot of positive because I've seen a lot of really inspirational things during this past year um, that I don't know that I would have if it hadn't happened. So COVID stinks, and I, you know, I'm glad that we're seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. But you know, go get your vaccines, everyone. Um, make sure you're taking care of your healthcare workers. And yeah, that's that's about it. Right, great. Yeah, that's really nice to hear. Um, nice little change of pace, you know, because <laughs> I, I feel for these, for all of you in the healthcare working department, I hear you, I see you, and just keep hanging, keep, in, keep hanging in there. That's all I can really say. Stay strong. Thanks. That's really the best that I could, you know, say at this time. So, yeah, without going too much into it. Um, so, yeah, um... Nice to know that your little ac academic study says proved y'all well in the foreseeable future. So that's n that's nice to know. So let's finally talk about the podcast. So, um, yeah, I think you kind of, you know, told your little humble beginnings. But how, what led um, you, you girls to start the Ultra Hope Despair Girls podcast you're talking about? Yeah, so what eventually led you? What's... Uh, what were some of the significant events that led you to, you know, you mentioned that you said how you came up with the name. So what led you to start the podcast in general? I would say the most significant event was, in fact, Miss Corona. Um, we <laughs> would sit on Zoom for hours, hanging out, talking about Danganronpa, because I think Marin was in the middle of playing it or like, I don't really remember, but, and we would talk and talk and have these, like, discussions, these philosophical questions and discussions, and then Maddie was like, God, I was looking the other day for a Danganronpa podcast because I want to listen to someone talk about this stuff, but, like, there's not a podcast out there about Danganronpa. And then I was like, or Marin, I can't even remember, it's been, like, over a year, but one of us was like, I mean, we could do it. Like, how hard could it be? And so then we just, you know, because literally we hopped on Zoom to talk about Danganronpa constantly. And it kind of saved us from having a terrible, terrible COVID time. That's um, so true. Yeah. And so, yeah, we we were just talking about it and then we just, we went for it. Um, yeah. If you guys want to add anything supplemental, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I second that. Yeah, You're good. I, I, I mean, it. that... I feel like that kind of says it all. Yeah. So that, that's yeah. The... We need a quarantine pet project. And then it turned into like a long-term thing that we're still, we're still doing it. And I'm, I'm so glad that we are. Yeah. Yeah. 
were you ever interested into, I guess, doing a podcast in the first place, or would you really um, consider branching out into, like, a little hobby career out of, you know, podcasting, I guess? Um, for me, yes, I definitely had considered it before. Um, I had, I had a YouTube channel for like a minute there. I still sometimes post on it, but I do enjoy like bringing a new light to content that I enjoy. I, that's all I've always loved media criticism. It's one of my favorite things to watch um, and make. So I would say yes. And I was a big like, I loved listening to podcasts. So I could totally I was like listening. I was like, I could totally see myself doing this. Um, but it only took the, like, I needed an idea, like, and yeah, so that's me personally, that's where I, yeah, where I'm at. Uh, the whole podcast thing was brand new to me when we started. I had never thought about myself being on a podcast ever, really. I had listened to podcasts for years, and I, I love podcasts, but I'd never thought of myself being a podcaster, and so it was a bit of a learning curve, um, and, you know, it was it was a lot of, like, interesting things that I had not considered about, especially what goes on behind the scenes of a podcast. Like, for instance, um, you know, I, I do some of the editing for the podcast and I, I didn't I did not realize how much time needs to go into editing and stuff like that. But it's been great. It's been so much fun. And I'm so glad that we started doing this. And, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that we're keeping it going. Yeah. I also had no real idea of what the podcasting world was like as a creator, but also I'll say as a listener, I had not listened to podcasts before going to make one. And Caroline uh, had more experience in that, definitely. And so she would send me podcasts like uh, Buffering the Vampire Slayer was a big one that was like an inspiration. And we would just listen to them and think like, we love these things about this. Like maybe we could incorporate like things like that or incorporate things like that. Um, yeah. And it was a, a great time from the start. I, I definitely love it. And I, yeah, I wouldn't trade these experiences for the world. So upon first starting out compared to where you are right now, did you, let's be honest, did you really expect to become, like, really get this off the ground and, you know, you started gaining a following and, yeah, you started, um, you know, you would talk to all of these people over the, I guess, the past year you've been doing the podcast? Let's just be real here. I can already know the answer to this one. Oh, I mean, no, not at all. Oh, my God. It is. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we, we literally were like, oh, let's do this for fun. And then Marin was the one who had the idea of reaching out to voice actors, actually. I totally credit her for that. Um, Yeah. Uh, Marin, if you want to talk about our, like, baby children react to our first email back from a voice actor, please. Oh, my God, Absolutely. yes, do it. <laughs> so we emailed a couple voice actors, um, including... One named Jason Wishnov, um, and he voices Byakuya Togami, who is, I would argue, one of our favorite characters in the entire franchise. We have a little jingle about him in our podcast, and we weren't really sure what to expect in terms of responses. In fact, I would say we expected no's 
from everyone. Um, we were willing to be pleasantly surprised. And boy, were we, because we got the nicest email from Jason about like, yes, like I will come on. And I took a screenshot of it and I sent it to Maddie and Caroline. And we were all on FaceTime, like screaming and just elated like beyond the moon excited about the chance to interview one of our favorite voice actors and characters of all time like they were going to talk to us yeah yeah Yeah. but we definitely didn't expect i think the love that we've gotten um or the amount of love that we've gotten i'd say like that i have screenshots from back when we first started and we would get you know 20 listens in a week and we were thrilled and it was like, wow, like this is so cool. And now looking back on that, like where we are, I think it's very humbling to kind of start out that way and, and grow the way that way that we have. We yeah. shall continue to grow. To, we're going to continue to keep on a growing. <laughs> but yeah, uh, did I interrupt somebody? I'm sorry. No, you're, you're all good, man. Okay, cool, cool. Okay, so, um, uh, um, I guess we could talk all about Donkey Rabba. You, um, you've mentioned the stories about how you got, kind of got into the franchise. So, yeah, um, you may, you can just, you know, I don't know if you want to bore the audience out there or my audience, but share, just spread your love. Just share how much you really love the franchise, like Donkey Rabba, just favorite anything, games, characters, um, you know, moves or shows or, you know, any sort of media featuring the anything with Donkey Rampa. Just, yeah, just say, tell all about it. Tell, just say everything that you want to say about the, you know, Donkey Rampa, because I know you've talked about it on your podcast, but just share it. Take, incorporate some of that energy and just bring it here. You know what? Just why not? I think we have like another, I don't know, hour to kill, whatever. But, um, yeah, um, Share how much you, why y'all love Donkey Rampa, how it really brought, um, you know, all three of you closer together. Just your favorite everything about, you know, the franchise in general, period. Now, if you'll excuse me, I think I'm, prob- think I'm probably going to go and make myself, I don't know, get a sip of water and just share about, you could just talk, 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 and mumble and ramble and just, you know, just share and just... <laughs> Keep talking until you can't talk. You cannot talk anymore about Duncan Rampa. So if you'll excuse me, I'll just be on my way. It's been nice. It's been a pleasure doing this. Goodbye. <laughs> I am out of here. Farewell. Bye. Let me know that... when y'all are done, okay? <laughs> Six hours we, we later. We literally talk. my show. <laughs> we could talk forever about it. I literally... <laughs> um, this could be more of a conversation, guys, I feel, but... yeah. Fucking love. <laughs> 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 Whoops. Um, I freaking love Dongarumpa. Uh, very much. I like. I whenever I'm obsessed with stuff, you guys know this, but I like fixate on it. Like I, I oh, don't yeah. ever love anything halfway. It's like all or nothing. And Dongarumpa is all. I didn't know what AO3 was before I was into Dongarumpa. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I love it. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I relate a lot to the, um, you know, hyper fixating on the one thing that like I love and Danganronpa absolutely became a hyper fixation for me. I, 
just remember so I, I think the original thing that hooked me in to these games was just the genius behind how the murder cases are set up and how you go about solving them and how all the evidence connects together and it's so interesting and it's so good and I am always on the hunt for good murder mysteries that are like solvable with all the evidence but not too easy and mm. the way things come together I, I just oh my gosh like there when I find a good murder mystery I'm like chef's kiss yes <laughs> Um, and Danganronpa was that for me. Like I played the, the very first case I played through, I was like, this is amazing. Um, and so I kept playing and, and over the course of me continuing to play, I got really attached to the characters in the game. I just fell in love with everything about Danganronpa and the, the characters in the game that are all so unique and so interesting. And uh, I just love it. Maddie, do you want to give a short synopsis of the game? Like, just the general, for anyone listening who has never heard of Danganronpa, um, <laughs> what, do they, what do they need to know? <laughs> sure, yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. Um, yeah, so Danganronpa is a game that surrounds a... It, it is basically kind of like Hunger Games meets... Oh, gosh, I don't even know how to describe... Like, it, it's... Okay, let me start that over. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Danganronpa is, it's a series of murder mysteries in this game, but it's in the context of like a killing game. So it's it's almost like a murder competition where these high schoolers are trapped in a school and they are told that they have to basically murder each other to get out. And so someone will commit a murder and their goal is to get away with it. And if they get away with it, then they get to leave and go home or whatever. Um, but if they, they don't get away with it, then uh, yeah, RIP. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so, yeah. And so you're, you're, you know, you play as a little high schooler going through and trying to solve the murders to not let the the people get away with it, but also trying to solve the mystery of why, you've been trapped inside of this school and like who put you there and what's going on outside the school and all that. It's, it's just, it's so good. It's so good. Everyone please play Danganronpa. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And if you are curious about our favorite characters or cases or anything like that, boy, howdy, do we talk about it all the time on our podcast. <laughs> so I would definitely recommend checking it out. Or if you've never played the game, you can play through while listening to our podcast. We do give spoiler warnings at the beginning of every episode. And so you'll never run the risk of having anything in the game ruined for you as long as you follow through that uh, spoiler guide. Yeah. Yeah, like take it chapter by chapter is how we, we do it. Yeah. Yep, yep. I, I want to also say, like Maddie was talking about how she loves the murders and I love a good murder mystery, but I think the thing that kept me loving it is the characters. Like any piece of media that makes me question morality in the way Danganronpa does can stay. That's, that is like <laughs> the, the best kind of, I, those are my favorite shows and shows that make me hate the characters I love at certain points of the story and love the characters that I hate at certain points of the story. Like Makoto. Oh, stop. <laughs> Don't bring him up in here. Oh my God. Oh, anyway. Uh, 
Don't, just just skip through the first Bestie Picks Waifu episode, <laughs> listeners. Just skip it. No, don't uh, skip it. <laughs> oh. But um, yeah. So that that's a big big reason. Like my favorite show is Buffy, and it's another show that like you know the, the characters I love. There are points when I am just like, why did you do that? You're horrible. <laughs> and then you know, and vice versa. Like characters I hate, where I'm like, wow, like you are the villain, but like you just spoke some truth. Like, you laid down some, like, honest truths right now, and that's all over Danganronpa. So, yeah, I had to bring up the characters. Love them. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh... Huh? <laughs> well, did I miss anything? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, what were we... Oh, yeah, um... Oh, where... What were we doing? <laughs> uh, well, we're, uh, recording a, in a podcast right now. <laughs> Oh, 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 yeah. okay. Jeez, I think I might have zoned out for like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, cool. Um, I hope that, you know, you've pretty much um, hyper fixated your love on, you know, Donkey Rampa and everything about Donkey Rampa at this point. At least I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I think as much as we could in, on a surface level. Okay, because I know people can hear more about it on your little podcast, like favorite rule and that stuff. So, um, let's see, I think voiceover wise, though, um, no, this might, you know, particularly cater to Caroline, but you two can answer as well. So, um, what are some of your favorite voice actors in general or voice actors at Donkey Rampa? And yeah, you can name the VAs that you've had on your little podcast. And yeah, are there any like that you see on? like, VO Twitter that you're really inspired by? Now, you could just talk about your favorite guests, like, voice actors, anything about them. Starting with well, you, okay. On our little old podcast, uh, we have had the pleasure of interviewing uh, Amanda Celine Miller, who is just one of my absolute... She plays my favorite character in the series, Toko Fukawa, but she is also just such an inspirational actress. I mean, she does... Film, theater, and voiceover, which is definitely kind of where I'm looking to go. Um, I find her really, really inspirational. And she's such a down-to-earth, kind person. that, I, And I really, really appreciate that. Um, but so it's just an honor to talk to her. And then as far as voice actors we haven't interviewed, but ones that I love from the Danganronpa franchise, uh, I really love... Um, there are so many. I just thought of three more I could talk about, but I'm, I'm going to keep it to one. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, one that I just love is uh, Erica Mendez. She's so talented, has played so many iconic characters. In Danganronpa, she plays Nagisa in Ultra Despair Girls. Um, but she is a voice actor who, when I'm, like, looking for, you know, workouts or things to practice, I kind of see what she's done because we do kind of have a similar, you know, wheelhouse, I guess, uh, with voice acting, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, and also I just have to say Jason Wishnov again. I do. He was great to talk to. And he's, just, again, a stand-up individual. He's a great human being. So, yeah, he's a king. You can say more Absolutely. if you like. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, more about the... Wait, what did you say? <laughs> I mean, you could just talk more. No, then okay. you have, like, Lee and one of them just came up. But no, just keep talking. Joe, no, I... just, just gush about him, please. Ugh. Yeah, I, I mean... Just... There's a lot of love. I just, I know that I, I'm sure Marin and Maddie have the same people in their brain. And so I do want them to have a chance to talk about it. So 
Um, yeah, I'll let, I'll, you guys can go. Then if if I think of someone who wasn't brought up, I'll talk again. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think the I'm I'm pretty sure the most recent um, voice actor interview um, episode we have on our podcast right now is um, when we interviewed Jessica Strauss and. Major shout out to her. She was fantastic. Um, we all loved interviewing her, um, and she's she's been a you know fantastic person to you know just be in touch with. And so, um, yeah, she was great. We also talked to um, Chris Terglia who is a voice actor for my personal favorite character in the entire Danganronpa franchise. So that was really exciting um, to get to talk to him. So, I mean, there are so many that, that I could give huge shout-outs to, and I'll, I'll let Marin shout out some as well, but um, one person that I am dying to talk to that I really, really would love to interview is Erica Harlicker. Um, I follow her on TikTok, and she's great. She's so talented. She is amazing, um, and I just really aspire to... I, I'm hopeful that maybe maybe one day we can get her on the podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I mean, we've said it before, and I will say it again, even though it's a little bit of a cop out, you know, we love everyone who's been on our podcast, they have been absolutely wonderful. Um, and even the people outside of voiceover work have been really cool to talk to and, and get to learn a little bit more about. Um, I would say Sean Chiplock's interview is always one of my favorites in my heart. He is just so cool and chill and funny and yeah, it was absolutely a pleasure to to get to talk to. Uh in terms of people I'd love to talk to, everyone. <laughs> um but Cassandra Lee Morris is up there. Um very very talented voice actress. Um yeah, I I would say anyone. And if you are a listener and you know of people who voice act in the games and you want them to come on our podcast, let them know. Tweet at them. Tell them. That's the best way for us to get in contact with them. Um, yeah. True. I do also. I, I just thought of one more person, which I like. We, we would just love to talk to Todd Habercorn. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be the dream. Yes. Um, and also outside of Danganronpa, actually, technically he does voice Jin Kirigiri in the anime, but, um, J. Michael Tatum, uh, he is just like, he always, he plays the kinds of characters that I have crushes on in anime. Um, so it would just be really fun to talk to him. <laughs> oh, Caroline. <laughs> no, I was just saying, you've had people like, on like Kira Buckland, Kale Bay, all of these great voice actors, practically making a living and that's where most of the um, video games are recorded in. Um, they usually have an LA-based cast, but um, I know that they had an anime for do anime adaptations for Funimation. That is, in, of course, in Dallas. So um, uh, there's anime, there's games, and so you know, it's a pretty huge franchise. It's really big. Um, I can definitely see why it has such a huge following. Um, I think it's probably right up there with, I think the Persona games. Um, Hearts and just a lot of these other great franchises that uh, people have fallen in love with, and you know it holds a special place in their hearts. So yeah, um, there's more that I could go on, but I think we could talk about favorite games later on. So um, uh, I think 
Somebody mentioned, you know, um, media criticism. So um, if you guys can say, what are some ways that you look at constructive critique and you apply it into your, yes, your future work, projects, et cetera? Um, trying to think. I have a I good mean, answer, maybe for Oh, yeah, go ahead, Marin. Yeah. Yeah. So one of our finale episodes for our season, we had someone submit a question, um, or really more of just an opinion piece on why they liked a character um, more than the three of us liked. It was uh, Kazuichi Soda uh, was the character. And I don't know if that was necessarily constructive criticism, but it was an opinion that we hadn't heard yet. And we included it on our podcast because, you know, we're always looking to find new opinions and new uh, ways to look at characters and cases. And I feel like that's one of the ways that we've taken, um, I guess, criticism and, and made it to better the podcast is we love hearing from people in our audience and we love hearing things that we haven't thought about yet. Um, yeah. I don't know if that uh, is what you were going to say, Caroline, but that, yeah, that was what I thought of. Yeah. I mean, I, that, that is so true. I, I the, what means the most to us is when fans like will sit or sorry, listen, I'm sorry, listeners, when our listeners will like send us um, like, uh, questions or our another point of view that is like my favorite thing because we're only three people and the three of us you know we very openly share our opinions on this podcast and not everyone's opinions are the same and that is totally cool it's a you know it's a video game and um i love hearing our listeners other opinions on things when they're respectfully shared it's just like like that email that you just talked about matt marin was just like this person was so passionate about kazuichi and it was like it changed my opinion on Kazuichi. Like, because she was like, or sorry, I don't I don't actually know their pronouns. My, my apologies. But they were, like, describing, like, the, like, I think it was, like, five numbered, five reasons why they loved the character. And it was just, like, awesome. And we shared it on the podcast. You know, we shared their opinion. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. As an actor, I, I can speak to, as far as criticism goes, like, the most important thing is that you're you know, taking the criticism that from, you know, people who are your mentors or your teachers, because, um, you know, sometimes the internet is, you know, can be a cold place. And I'm sure many actors and voice actors experience a lot of, you know, trolls just being like, oh, I don't think this person should play this role. I, I don't really know. But um, like, like, I, or I don't know. Um, sorry, I, I, I'm not really familiar with how, how much or how little. That's what I mean, as far as that goes. But um, what was I gonna say? Uh oh, ADHD brain. <laughs> but I think that just remembering to like listen to the people, like your directors and your voice acting peers and your, you know, your mentors. Like constructive criticism is totally valid and good to give, but it's good to make sure you're remembering who's giving it to you. You know, um, like a teacher would be like a really good example of like criticism that I would take to heart and I would be like okay thank you for sharing that and you know all of that stuff so anyway that's just from an acting perspective criticism and all that yeah so listen to those voices for criticism yeah um I can't really speak to the whole like I guess I don't know if I've thought much about like it from that lens like kind of receiving the constructive criticism like Caroline talks about and like how I'm sure she does 
on like a daily basis, but, um, you know, being in the acting profession, but as far as like giving criticism to the media that we consume, um, this podcast honestly has allowed me to look at various types of media a little more critically, like movies, TV shows, games, books, whatever they are, just because we get so down to like, we analyze you know, Danganronpa as a piece of fiction and we come at it from these different angles and we think about all different aspects of it. And there have been things about Danganronpa that I've changed my opinion on because of Caroline and Marin and kind of what perspectives they've brought to the table. And so it's just, it's interesting to me to be able to um, like see the way that I approach fiction changing as a result of this podcast and I think I'm able to like look at things through a more uh, look at things through a more critical lens, but um, not in a way that I dislike them. Like you know, I, I see Dongan Rumpa, I think a little bit more critically, um, in in a, a way that I didn't before, but I still love it just as much. Yeah, I second everything that's been said so far. I don't think I have a ton to add, but yeah. So I think my next question was, how do you do the format of your podcast? But I think I'm pretty much just going to skip right to these last couple here. So, um, yeah, what are some of your, um, if you could describe them, um, just list your favorite anime shows, games, movies, books, anything, etc. outside of Rampa. Oh, God, do we have five years? Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, no, but, uh, okay, my favorite movies... Actually, God. And musicals as well. Don't forget oh, musicals. Oh, how music could I yeah. forget? Uh, how Dear could I forget? Thank you. Stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so favorite things. My f- absolute favorite television show of all time is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That show was really influential, and I watched it at a point in my life when I, you know, when you watch a show at a time when you you need that show, and that was it for me. Um, love that television show. I love my favorite musical is Jesus Christ Superstar, which is so random. But I just love that show because it's, again, it questions, you know, morality. It it, it makes, it doesn't turn Judas into an absolute villain that, you know, he sometimes is turned into be. It just gives a different perspective, which I think is very interesting. And I love the music. Um, Angela Weber is so talented. Um, as books... Uh, my favorite books are, I have a lot, but I would say I really love The Secret History by Donna Tartt. I actually read that for our Patreon book club, um, and it is it kind of reminds me of Danganronpa. It's it's a mystery, and it's thrillery, and the characters are wild, and it's just a good time. Um, not a good time. It's a lot of terrible things happen, so maybe it's less of a good time, but it's a fun read. Um, and... Recently, I read The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, which I really, really enjoyed. I loaned it to Marin, who then <laughs> read it after I did. Um, but yeah, and one of my favorite movies from way back is uh, Fried Green Tomatoes. That's another film I really enjoy. And then anime. I'm trying to keep this not so long. Um, what anime do I like? Oh, my God. I love Oran High School Host Club. <laughs> That's a, like a classic. Um, I really like The Promised Neverland, the first season I enjoyed. Fruits Basket. Um, Danganronpa? <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. Uh, I, I know I'll think of something whenever I stop talking, but that's 
that's enough for now from me. Uh, <laughs> Maddie, take it away. I mean, there's so much good stuff out there. Like, oh man, what are what are my favorite works of fiction? Um, yeah, it's a tough question. I would say one of my favorite books of all time, and actually, it's also one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, which doesn't usually happen that way. That the, both the book and the movie I absolutely love, but is um, Jurassic Park. Love Jurassic Park. So good. Book was amazing. Movie was amazing. Everything. Just yes. Um, and I haven't seen a ton of musicals, but I have seen Hamilton and I loved it. I've seen Dear Evan Hansen and I loved it. Um, favorite TV shows, probably. So my favorite TV show when I was younger was always Doctor Who. I was a huge Whovian. Um, I, I've watched kind of a more variety of things nowadays, but um, as far as other games goes, um, I really, really like the Naughty Dog games. So The Last of Us, the Uncharted series, love those games a lot. And in terms of other anime, um, my top two are definitely Attack on Titan and My Hero Academia. Nice. All right. Um, I will also try and keep it short. I do consider myself to be a little bit of a movie buff. Um, so if anyone's listening, like join our Discord server. Talk to me about movies. I would love that. Um, when Harry Met Sally, Fifty uh, First Dates. I really like the remake of Jumanji. Actually, uh, I Want to Eat Your Pancreas is an anime movie that was so good, and we. <laughs> <laughs> we watched it for the title, but it ended up being like, like I cried. It was so good. High recommend. Um, books. I really like Shelter in Place by Nora Roberts. Fifth by El uh, Beauregard. Glass Castle by Jeanette Walls. Um, let's see what else. TV shows. Elite is a really good TV show. Hmm. What else? This is a lot of pressure. I feel like I should come up with like lists mm -hmm. of these. Um, yeah, I guess I'll stop there. The animes I like, uh, Death Note, um, My Hero Academia has been said, but I do really enjoy that one. And of course, Danganronpa. We'll end it on Danganronpa. Yeah, um, I know I was gonna... So I know you mentioned favorite Danganronpa characters. Do you, do you have, like, a list of favorite characters from said fiction, literature, and all media? Or is that, like, an entire list all on its own? It was um, my mic. Oh. oh, sorry. Go ahead, Caroline. I, I was just going to ask if my mic is working because I have been having some problems. Um, Sorry. Go ahead, Marin. It's working. Yeah, it sounds good. good. I was going to say there are a ton of characters uh, in Danganronpa. Um, I guess I could come up with like three off the top of my head. Three favorites right in here, right now. Byakuya <laughs> Togami, uh, Chiaki Nanami, and oh, I don't want to do any V3 cast because I don't want to spoil that. Um, oh, good point. Let me think. I almost think. did. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, Nagito, Kamaida. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Those are three really good ones. Top of my head. You have um, good taste. Thank yes. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Top of my head, uh, three favorites. I would say probably from Danganronpa, Kyoko Kirigiri, um, Nagito Kamaida as well, and Gundam Tanaka. Those are my three. Oh, you also have good, good taste. taste. <laughs> 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 thank you. 
Um, okay, mine are probably um, Toko Fukawa is my absolute favorite character. Uh, I also love Byakuya Togami. Surprise, surprise. Um, and my, oh, literally anyone else, let me think. Um, oh, 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 oh. God, help me. Uh, I'm trying to think of someone. I really love, um, oh my God. Fuyuhiko. Kuzurio. That's that's my other Hi. choice. I love that man. <laughs> he is so cute. You have great taste as well. Thanks. Thanks, man. That's nice yeah. You. <laughs> okay, so this just came up, but do you have any fun facts or trivia about yourself you'd like to share? Just a quick lightning round. Oh, Ooh, I have one. Go, Mara, or Maddie, go. <laughs> um, so a fun fact about me is that I do not have any joints in my pinky toes. And according to the universe of My Hero Academia, that means that I have a quirk. <gasps> Classic. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, 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 I, speaking of pinkies, I have no knuckle in my left pinky. That's my fun <laughs> fact. Do you have a pinky fact, Marin? I, uh, a fun fact about me is I have all of the appropriate bones and joints in my body. Okay, well, Marin, <laughs> we can't all be like you, Marin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Lightning round. Okay, cool. It's like Knuckles, rougher than the rest of him. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I guess with all of that said, are there any plans for the future you want to discuss? Any upcoming, I guess, more podcast stuff or other projects and other, you know, things, thingamajigs that we can look forward to as far as the future goes? Um, so for the podcast, this might come out after this happens, but we're doing a live dub on our Twitch channel, um, the 31st of July and the 2nd of August or the yeah the second of august and we're doing prologue and chapter one of the first game of danganronpa so if you've never played it but you want to watch us do some voiceover for it you can tune into that um uh, and we post bi-weekly still so the podcast is always there um for me personally i um am starting a new podcast i'm doing two at once i'm crazy but i'm starting a new podcast about the nancy drew video games by her interactive um, so me and my co-host will be going through all of the games in chronological order. So that's something to look out for. Um, I provided a voice for a audio series called Susan's Wish. And I don't know when my episode is coming out, but I'm sure it'll be on Twitter. So feel free to follow me there at Caroline O-R-J-E-L-L-S. Um, and I do a lot of random things. And so that'll, it'll all be on there. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't... For you too. I don't have any. Oh, I was just gonna say I didn't know if we were trying to go in order again, but I don't. I don't really have anything personal of mine to promote, but definitely just the podcast. Like, follow us on Twitter. Um, we're all over social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you'd like. Um, and we have new episodes coming out every other week. So yeah, yeah. I second all of that. Yeah, I would say uh, also make sure you follow us on Twitch. Or not Twitch, lol, we already said that, on TikTok, um, because we post TikToks about two times a week, and we would love to see you there. Um, I'm always on there, ready to say hi, answer comments, all of that, and I would love to hear from you. Twice a week. Nice business strategy. <laughs> <laughs>
okay, <laughs> I might as well steal that for in the foreseeable future. So yeah, um, my final question, any, oh wait, um, any advice, any advice you want to give to anyone out there who have similar passions or aspirations to, or aspirations to do what you're doing? Um, for acting and content creation online, I would just say it's a combination of three things. It's hard work, you know, uh, if you got to work hard and, and there are a lot of people wanting to do what you do with, whether you're an actor or you're doing content creation. So working hard helps a lot. Um, it also helps to wait. Oh, wow. That was that. Okay. I'm going to start over. (laughs) Oh my God. I I stole that from an episode of Glee and then I thought about it and I was like, I'm going to rephrase this. Okay. So, okay. So for people going into acting or content creation, I think really, yeah, working hard is the most important thing because a lot of people are trying to do what you're doing, which is, it's just the reality of it. Um, But make sure you are authentically yourself and you bring your unique lens to whatever role you're playing or whatever thing you're talking about because that's ultimately what makes you stand out is when you're yourself and um, also competition in acting and theater it exists but it's something that I learned that I didn't need to worry about because at the end of the day the director is looking for something really specific and you are either going to meet that or you're not and it doesn't mean that you are better or worse than Sally Sue walking in the door behind you it just means that you know they were looking for Sally Sue and not Caroline this time and that doesn't mean that you're less talented than Sally it's more about an essence thing that was a big thing I learned in college is that the essence matters more than like the talent. So just go for it. Work hard. It's a hard industry, but you can do it. It just takes a lot of hard work. Um, this is also also to myself <laughs> and never stop learning. Never stop learning. Um, acting can always be expanded upon. Yeah. Um, as far as a small piece of advice I would give to anyone who is also maybe pursuing online content creation or podcasting or as an artist or just something like that, I would say um, whatever you do, don't be too hard on yourself or take it personally if you're not getting discovered or if you're not like really popular, if you don't have a ton of followers or if you're putting yourself out there and feeling like you're, you're not getting a lot back. Because in a lot of ways, the internet is fantastic at spreading ideas and visibility and all that stuff but it's also it can be really really hard to get discovered um you know if you don't already have a ton of followers or something it can be hard to um kind of gain that momentum and so if that's not happening for you if you feel like you're not gaining that momentum i would just say you know don't hold that against yourself because i it's not your fault you know it can just be very difficult um, and sometimes it's, you really just have to almost be in the right place at the right time and get like a stroke of luck. And so, yeah, I, I, I've spoken to a lot of people who kind of do things like this and have the sense that they're working really hard, but they feel like they're getting nothing out of it because they're not getting noticed by anybody. But it's really, I mean, it's, it's 100% not, not their fault. It's not anything they're doing wrong. They're amazingly talented. They're amazing artists, content creators, whatever they're doing. Um, it's just difficult. It's, it can be difficult to, to get discovered online. Can I, I'm so sorry. Can I add something, Maddie, in response to your thing? It also helps so much to be talking about something that you genuinely enjoy. Like 
we went into this not expecting it to blow up. We were like, oh, yeah, we're just going to have some silly convos on a podcast over Zoom. Like, we really were like, this is, we, we started in such a, like, out of pure passion. And that is the most important thing is to work on stuff that you are passionate about. Because that's what, at the end of the day, when you're, like, going to bed and maybe you're frustrated because your podcast isn't getting noticed or your videos aren't getting noticed, you can lay down and think, well, I mean, I got to talk to my two best friends on Zoom today about a game that we love. And that's, at the end of the day, what matters the most. So I just Aww. wanted to add to that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, my advice is going to take bits and pieces from both of those. Uh, it's just going to quote Michael Scott here when I say you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Um <laughs> But it's true. Don't talk yourself out of starting a podcast because it might not, you know, be super successful because exactly like the two uh, other hosts with me said, it doesn't really matter. It's not like I like go into it with just that that positive, passionate vibe about what you're talking about and take that shot and that risk and and it'll be worth it in the end. Hopefully internally worth it in the end, at least. Yeah, so I guess that's all the advice that you have for, I guess. That's it. That's all, all the advice. Yeah. <laughs> They're on oh, their own. Great. <laughs> great. So um, since we have just now reached to the end of this podcast, um, would you got, would you three, would you guys, I know that we're out of time, but would you three be interested on doing like a little um, like advertisement or bump? Um, at the end of this, it's similar to have, like how you guys do on your podcast. Would you guys like to say a little jingle or anything? Yeah, sure. Do, like an outro kind of thing. An outro. So here's what I want you girls to do. Um, and Carolyn, I know that you did musical theater, so you can show off your little singing, like little sample. So um, let's see. So you guys can just say your names like, hi, my name is Carolyn and... Maddie and Marilyn, and we're the Ultra Hope Girls, and you're listening to the Station Square podcast, or you're just now tuning in to the Station Square, po- whichever fits more. So your names, Ultra Hope Girls, and you're listening to this, and you're watching or listening to the Station Square podcast. It should be simple. Oh my God, guys, can we do our our? I'm Maddie. I'm Marilyn. I'm Caroline. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Who, who, and then Caroline. Wants- since you're you last, are- you can say, I'm Caroline, we're the Ultra Hope Girls, and you're listening to. That sounds great. Station Square great. Podcast, yeah. yeah. All right. I'm Maddie. I'm Marin. I'm Caroline, and we're the Ultra Hope Girls, and you're listening to the Station Square Podcast. Yeah. Uh, um, I actually want all three of you to say the Station Square Podcast together. Okay. Like... We're the oh. Ultra Hope, Hope Girls, so and you could just say, you know, you're listening to the Station Square podcast all together, or just starting with, um, we're the Ultra Hope Girls, and yeah, so you say your name, so then you can just, the rest of it, just all three of you say it together. Okay, okay. so, it gals, it's, we're the Ultra Hope Girls, and girls. <laughs> you're, you're the Ultra Hope Girls. We're the Ultra Hope Girls. Girls, and you're listening to the Station Square podcast, is that what we'll say? Perfect. Okay, yes. Okay, and great. you're listening We're the to the Station yeah. Square podcast. Okay, yeah. Right, okay. I got it. I got it. I'm Maddie. I'm Marin. I'm Caroline. 
We're the, the Ultra, Ultra Hope Girls, Girls and you're Wait, listening. You're listening to the Station Square <laughs> podcast. Wait, I thought we were just doing the. I didn't know we were doing the Ultra Hope Girls part in in, in unison. And it, you have to continue with the. You're you're listening to the Station Square podcast. So so we'll do the Ultra Hope Girls part in unison, guys. Okay, okay, and the Station Square in unison. In unison, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right, yeah. all right, I'll all right. Take three, take three, take <laughs> three. I'm Maddie. I'm Marin. I'm Caroline. We're and the we're Ultra Hope Girls, Girls, and you're and listening, listening to Station, to the Station Square, Square Podcast. Yeah! <laughs> we did it! Yay! Worst case scenario, Carol- you can just take one of our audio tracks, whoever said it the best. Exactly. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Then, Caroline, you can probably just sing, you know, this little... Um, and tune in next time if you like. Um, yeah. I can I do an impression from Dog and Rumpa instead? Is that cool? Yeah, you could just do an impression. Just anything. You could just okay. close this out in a character. Uh okay, and so then question about that. Do you want me to like because j- usually at the end of our podcast we'll do like a hey, like follow us here if you want to check out more kind of thing. So I should do that then too. Yeah, you could do that, too. Okay, great. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Station Square podcast. This is Himiko Yameno, the ultimate mage. If you want to check out more of the Ultra Hope Girls magic, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're at Ultra Hope Girls Podcast everywhere. And you can check us out at ultrahopegirls.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. Bye! <laughs> so good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. My gosh, that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, you guys have any last words, any final goodbyes you would like to say for all the people out there over on the internet? Yeah. I, Robert, I just want to thank you for having us on your little podcast. It was really, really a good time. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, second thank you. that. Thank you so much for having us on. No problem. And you're welcome to stop by, come by again, or be on the podcast again anytime in the future. If we want to gush more about Duncan Ronka um, escapades, it just, you know, yeah. have ourselves a merry little time. So, yeah, um, I'll keep y'all posted in the future. Sounds for, uh, good. That's good. And you got to play I'm Dog and Rumpa, Robert. I will. I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me just give my little outro. So, yeah, thank you so much for listening to the Station Square podcast. If you like, you can follow all of these um, these great gals over on their socials. Um, watch the podcast and play the games and, yeah, all of that good stuff. So, if you want more updates and info about what are the next episodes or when I'm going to post them. It'll be up on SoundCloud and soon it'll be up on Spotify and on my YouTube channel. Probably iTunes, who knows? Just branching out to different platforms. So yeah, thank you so much for everybody listening in or tuning into this and hope that you stuck around to the very end for um, shenanigans, I suppose. So with that said, um, this is Mystic Robert signing out, and I shall uh, talk to you all, to all of you lovely people out there. I shall bid you adieu. So with that, um, I'm not sure how to close this out, but yeah, I'll just say... <clears throat>
opus of the essence and it is our true key and it is our weapon to carry us through life and that simba is the circle of life i don't know <laughs> so anyways i don't have that deep voice that james earl jones has for mufasa so anyways um thank you for listening and i'll see you all next time and until then bye bye Woo.